0: As members of the Global Farmer Network, we believe agriculture is part of the solution, not part of the problem. We are committed to developing agricultural leaders and sharing their stories across the globe. We have one purpose: to amplify the farmer's voice. My voice. Mi voz. La
1: mia voce. My voice. Welcome to Global Farmer Voices, a podcast by the Global Farmer Network, where we invite farmers from around the world to share their stories and perspectives. Hello, I'm Delaney Howell, host for this podcast series, and today we'll hear from Puerto Rican farmer and Global Farmer Network member, Efren Robles. Unlike many farmers, Efren didn't grow up on a farm, nor did he have a background in agriculture. Instead, he began his career as an industrial mechanic, working with water purification systems in his hometown. In Puerto Rico, the pharmaceutical industry had a significant presence due to the high quality water in the region. Back in the 1960s and 70s, working in a pharmaceutical company was one of the highest paying jobs available. But as time passed, the landscape changed and Efren, along with his wife, Found themselves drawn to a different path, the farm-to-table movement.
0: I always it was easy because I didn't like the environment, but uh, to do it commercially, it has a lot of benefits to be a mechanic because you know you have this a lot of equipment and a lot of uh, mechanical activities on the farm. Just to give you an example, we started with hydroponics. My wife is a chemist and I'm an industrial mechanic, so we understand flows, pumps, chemistry a little bit. So we were able to to start going from there. But Wakabo has a couple of different segments. The main segment is to the to distribute food and produce to restaurants and hotels. That's like our core business. We listen to chefs. We produce based on that. Those uh, uh, farming plants are distributed in a network of, of about 50 farmers in the North Central area. We acquire that product and then we manage the post harvest directly to the end user using a, a short uh, delivery chain, meaning that the products, the nutritional value of the products are going to be better because it's it's shorter time between harvesting and getting to the plate. That's one. The second main one is to develop new products. Uh, We work a lot with flowers, comestible flowers, for example, blue type pea, lemon drop. We do microgreens. So we listen to what the chef needs. We do it on a small scale, and then we pass that information to, to other farmers.
1: Frutos del Guacabo their farm eventually started to evolve into more than just a place to produce food. Today it is also an educational center offering hands-on experiences and tours for various groups. These initiatives all aimed to promote sustainability and the farm to table concept.
0: We what we do is we have a sensorial experience with where people can come into a farm environment and and understand smell taste understand the small ecosystem that we create to be able to to produce those uh, uh veggies or or herbs or flowers um we also have goats at the farm we have sheep, so people can actually milk the goats we we do classes for example how to make goat cheese how to make yam and all these things are are there to see and and, make sh- and try to have people to understand the whole process on a small scale, diversified farm, you know, and it's something that we believe that we can touch on people and make sure that people have a difference in their lives. I mean, at the beginning, Wakawa was working, you know, lo- locally with products and we call the community the close by community, but there's a culinary cool community that travels just to to taste and understand all these flavors. So we've been working and collaborating and you know, all with, with that, with the company of tourism. We do like tours for uh, cruise chips, for uh, schools, for professionals, such as nutritionists, like the chefs, they come into the farm. We do a tour so they can design menus on, on the things that are trending or the things that are commonly so, like I say, we are a canvas, we work around food, we love to sit down in a table with people, the power of sitting on a table. Sometimes, you know, is amazing where the best things in life, to me, happen on a table from business to family reunions. So, we use the power of family sharing and family style to have people in contact with, with, with the farm.
1: Puerto Rico's local food system faces significant challenges due to its heavy reliance on food imports. The island's dependence on these imported goods leaves it vulnerable to disruptions in supply chains and price fluctuations. This overreliance not only impacts the island's food security but also contributes to its economic strain as billions of dollars flow out of the local economy each year. Additionally, the importation of food often comes with a significant environmental cost in terms of carbon emissions from transportation. Concepts like food sovereignty are gaining traction, emphasizing local control over food systems. Diversification of crops, sustainability, community engagement through farmers markets, and educational campaigns are all contributing to a more resilient and self-sufficient food future. However, challenges such as limited arable land and economic factors still need to be addressed. With continued efforts, investments, and policy support, Puerto Rico has the potential to build a more sustainable and secure food system for the years to come.
0: I don't, I don't expect to be zero percent importation, but the, the, the higher we can go, the better it's going to be for the for the people. And also understanding the value of some of the products, because some people can talk about lettuce or leaves, for example, and a lettuce does not have the same nutritional value as a kale. So the price is gonna be a bit different, but when people are starting to understand this, they seem to to manage it very well. We we work a lot with collaborations, you know, using different entities, chefs, local artists, trying to make people understand the the value of using the local products, for example, on a recipe that or a protein in your home where you can use it, you know, on, on on two three times a week. The impact that that protein will have on the benefit of the health and the economy of that. So it's an education, you know, journey. We we try to to speak not only about Puerto Rico but about the local production, you know, around the world. We got. I've been doing some traveling, and everywhere you go, it's kind of the same principle. You know, you have to be. You have to understand what food processes have been going through. And it's something that we use the chefs as, you know, to make it a trend on these new healthy products, trying to change a little bit the diet of the regular families and and trying to compete with the gastronomy worldwide, you know. We got great products and we have great skills and great talent, uh, talented people. And what we're trying to do is provide the chefs with all these great products so they can compete. And at the same time, that's going to create a snowball, you know, of people trying to imitate what they do, but trying to also cultivate those products to make sure that they can develop great plates, you know?
1: The Robles path was not without obstacles. Hurricane Maria, a category five hurricane, made landfall in Puerto Rico on September 20th, 2017. And it was one of the most powerful and devastating hurricanes in the island's history. The hurricane brought with it catastrophic winds, torrential rainfall, and widespread destruction. Agriculture in Puerto Rico also suffered greatly as crops were destroyed, livestock was lost, and many farms, like Efrén's Frutos del Cuacabo, faced damage to their facilities and growing areas, once again impacting the local food supply. Nevertheless, they learned a valuable lesson in resilience.
0: When Maria hit, we were on our sixth year. Well, we thought that we were on our peak. You know, everything was working fine, and all of a sudden, this happened. But today, I mean, it was very difficult to go through Maria. Very hardworking. You know, the logistics was very difficult. We do have some. Uh, we have support from our organizations such as World Central Kitchen, local organizations such as Paranaturaleza and some others that we were able to establish uh, a game plan to be able to start not only the food change but also the economy. It's very important that, you know, you start up the economy after one of these events. And as today, we see a benefit, you know, it was like a boot camp. In other words, you know, going through Maria was very difficult. And you learn how to operate based on that. But out of a sudden, they changed the answer on the test. Now, instead of giving you another storm, they give you a pandemic, which is a completely different game plan. So At the end of the day, what we try to teach people is that if you're closer to the food source, you know, and you understand the food source a little better, things are going to get better on the way. So it's kind of, that's the the principle. We were talking about Maria the other day in a recap, you know, and it was very emotional because we went through a very difficult time. But as today, we see it in a positive way. You know, we learn a lot. We design things a bit different. We learn how to mitigate. If we talk about resiliency, we'll be talking about two hours, you know, it's a constant resiliency here. So it's, but at the end of the day, if you're closer to the, to the food source, you know, everybody wins.
1: Despite the immense challenges brought on by Hurricane Maria, the people of Puerto Rico, including farmers like Efren, demonstrated incredible resilience and determination. Then, just as they were recovering from the hurricane's aftermath, the COVID-19 pandemic struck, presenting an entirely different set of challenges. This double blow tested their adaptability and ability to overcome adversity even further, making their story a true testament to the strength and determination of Puerto Rico's people. In recent years, the island has seen a surge in high-profile visitors, drawing attention from around the world among these visitors is Zac Efron a renowned American actor whose recent Netflix program explored various destinations with Puerto Rico shining as a prominent jewel notably Efron takes center stage of the program
0: We've been lucky that after the storm uh, we got we were closer we were central kitchen and a lot of volunteers got into Puerto Rico for us, being on, on, on TV is not about showing our, our business. It's about showing what we do in Puerto Rico and how we can benefit the island and make sure that more people can come in. So for us, having the media, we went, we, out of a sudden, we have a lot of international media, New York Times, Washington Post, El País, we have, we were in HBO, in Amazon Prime, in in Netflix, and all this is, the the way we see it is that we expose what we do because it's something that can be done globally. And if we can have a good impact on the community, that's what we, we're focusing on. So with Zach, it was very cool, you know, he said, I know Zach from TV all, all my life and the way he see that all these sustainability issues and the way we're trying to address it is 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 very amazing. You know, it's very focused on, on certain segments that can benefit, you know, what we do. So it was a very interesting view. We also have Jose Andres, uh, Marta Stewart was here in in the farm. And a lot of people that came just to promote Puerto Rico and we were lucky enough to have them in our facility. So we were very honored.
1: Efren's vision for the future of Puerto Rico's food system is nothing short of inspiring. He envisions a Puerto Rico that harnesses its vast agricultural potential, utilizing diverse soils and skilled individuals to create a thriving, self-sufficient, and sustainable food ecosystem. The goal is not only to produce exceptional food, but also to educate and empower local communities, fostering a deeper appreciation for the value of farming.
0: Well, we have almost all the soils in the world except for the frozen. We have great skill people that can actually do work. Now the farmers are looking more into the science behind farming not like this old stereotype of the farmer working today with their kids and they don't want them to do this. So a lot of people are coming into this farming and we we hope that we can understand better the food change. Once people understand better what's happening and how to grow food, it's, we were made to grow food, you know. So it's, it's something that naturally will come into you and if you're not becoming a farmer, you at least will respect what farmers are doing and we we'll put your, you know, your money in that segment. So we hope to produce a little bit more uh, as far as food, but as far as education and conscience, we want to continue to do that. I think that's the key of, you know, having, or making sure that the local communities, no matter where you are, can understand what that farmer does and can go support them and can go see you know, how can they develop menus based on that and how can they make links that benefit the community? So that's our goal, that's our plan. Some people ask us if we want to go bigger, what we want to do. And I think we found a, a good spot where I think that we can provide society and the community something, you know, a seed that can be uh, exploded in different forms. So we want to focus on continue with the agro tourism, the education, maintaining the the locals understanding the greatness of their products you know we we have great products here and how you can use them different with different technologies Subi, for example on all these new kitchen technologies and that's where where i want to see ourselves in a couple more years continue to work on this you know i understand that is is something that that is necessary for anything you do in life, you know, if you, no matter what you do, you gotta eat three times a day. So we need to understand the food system, you know. So that's what, that's what we're here for.
1: What a powerful story from Efren. The Global Farmer Network is filled with farmer stories just like Efren's. But if you're interested in learning more about the Global Farmer Network's mission and its members, seeing some of the things the organization is doing, and finding out how you can get involved, please visit globalfarmernetwork.org. And if you'd like to support the Global Farmer Network through a donation, you can do so at globalfarmernetwork.org forward slash donate. If you've enjoyed today's podcast episode, be sure to subscribe and follow the Global Farmer Network on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube. Until next time, I'm Delaney Howell, and this has been the Global Farmer Voices Podcast.